Recording, recording. Recording. Good job. Great job. <laughs> it really is always a relief. No joke. Hey. Uh, hello there, it. Mrs. Ryan. Hello, mister. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. This is It's Tonight's Show. I am excited. I'm a little bit out of sorts because we're not doing the show we had actually thought we were going to do today because we had a guest become available, somebody we'd been trying to get for a while, um, actually had a relative in town and said, you know what, we're just I'm off this week and uh, maybe if there's a time to do it, this is it. So uh, we have Steve Vartanian in uh, studio today. From Singer, yeah. From Singer Vehicle. Cool. Absolutely. And he will uh, be in just shortly. Until we get to that, Mrs. Ryan, what do we have? Hellos. How are you doing today? That's right. I asked it. Just fine. No, no, really. You seem very... I feel more confident asking you that question when you seem... More put together? When you seem like you're feeling well. I'm actually not feeling well, but I'm... I'm sorry. I'm just powering through. Wow. That's what I do. I'm well, embracing that shit. Like, I just have to power through. The is there anything you can tell us? My legs just aren't working right. So no. I'm just like... I keep getting, it's what I was talking about with a dude yesterday, Dave, like when we're talking about panic attacks, it's like whenever I don't walk, I get very nervous with myself and I I just have to stop. I just, so I just have to power through and like not think about it. What do you think uh, is going on in your mind in those moments? Are you thinking like, I'm worried about, I'm worried what I look like. I'm worried what people think. I'm worried what my husband thinks. Like what, what are you, what are you, what, what? locks you down at that at that moment it's on just fear of literally falling oh well so it's much more simple it's literally it's i'm really, just not safe at the moment it, it not not safe that's scary Which transfers out to whoever is around me or what is around me sure of course but it's literally that feeling that you get like on a roller coaster of like i don't know i don't know maybe uh like yeah. that weird except on a roller rope. coaster you know you're probably gonna be okay yeah i realized that halfway through that weird rope thing that you walk on when you're a kid like just that like i don't know your balance like it's very weird yeah well it's an awful lot you're going with uh going through and i think it's a service that you tell people about it with a smile on your face saying, hey, listen, this is what it's like to go through with this disease. And uh, and it sucks. But, you know, a it smile sucks. goes a long way. It's all it's all you can do. And it it helps me keep my headspace of like, please don't send me wheelchair photos. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not interested. <laughs> Has that <laughs> happened? So many times. Really? People send me links all the time being like, like I heard this wheelchair is great. Like, uh, I'm not trying thinking to help, about right? Yes, yeah. and I appreciate that, but like I'm not focusing my energy there. Like we have such a good news with the projects and my writing and whatever. Like I'm focusing on other shit. Well, what do you do? How do you keep your smile on? Because you've got it on today, and that's a feat if you're feeling how you say you're feeling. Um, I have to really focus on being present and making that a happy moment. It's so heady and it's so hard, but it literally comes down to like, okay, I keep telling people like I'm just dying really slowly some parts of me. So like you have to face the mortality and be like, fine, how do you want to live your if if that's true, if that's what you're going to say, then like, how do you want to be those moments? Like, do you want to be a curmudgeon? No. The weirdest thing for me is I find that if most people um, actually 
confronted their immortality or their mortality rather um all of a sudden life unlocks that's what happened for me i thought i was going to die i came to terms with it and then all of a sudden oh life got a lot easier <laughs> when you think you're leaving yeah. it or you're prepared to and you and you uh make when you um i don't know what it is but just coming to terms with it reconcile reconciliation probably reconciliation just maybe it like is it in your head like most people most people and i don't want to stay on this i'm sorry but most people have a tremendous amount of unfinished business going on in their yeah. head whether it's stuff with other people from the, their past or whether it's oh man i wish i didn't do that or i i can't believe so and so did that to me or wish i didn't say that whatever the fuck all the stuff we all do it we all replay that stuff in our head i like what you're doing of you reconcile it you put the smile on it and then you just go back out there it's the equivalent of one day at a time. Put your fucking pants on and just get out there. Fake it till you make it. Do all those adages of like, just... Force yourself. Go above the pain and the drama. Just like live in the happy place. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. All right. But that, that. Well, I love you. And I'm, I, again, I say it all the time, but I want to give you what I feel is very due credit Thanks. for talking about something that's not easy to talk about and you're doing it in public. Hello. I do it in public. I'm really bad at it, but I'm worried. I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it. it. I think I think you're learning how to be very good at it, actually, and I I think that that could be a service. That is my goal. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Um, All right, update. No, well, we don't really have an update. I thought we might have an update, but it's a little too soon for that. It's a little. But we did reach out to David Letterman. The (laughs) goal. This is the 25th anniversary of all of this stuff being new this month. August 30th is the 25th anniversary of the Late Show with David Letterman. So it's the show's anniversary, like uh, in existence, because there wasn't one previous, and then uh, um, and then just our set. It's 25 years old. It's so neat. And for everyone who's like, what's that? Like, not everyone knows who Letterman, or whatever. Like, there's tons of books about it. And it's a fascinating time in history. So, like, that we get to be part of this is neat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly, I have no idea if we're going to get David Letterman to sit here. I really, I mean, I, I, in a weird way, I, I've already seen it in my mind. So I know it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I, it's, it's weird to imagine a world where, you know, an old bearded letterman is sitting in this chair and I'm telling him about how when I was a kid I used to idolize him and now I'm sitting at your old desk doing a talk show with my wife who has MS. I mean, really. <laughs> I Even just hearing so that was neat. ridiculous. Even hearing it, but yeah, I, I'm, it, the, the, reward, the, the momentum of our project really spurred me to like get into it too and like I've been watching a ton of Bonnie Hunt movies and like all when, that stuff. So. When I wrote the ask out to Letterman's uh, representation, I was sort of, it was, it's, it is an impressive story when you hear the whole, now that there's a bookend on both sides, there used to be one cool bookend and then a great story. And then, yeah, what do we write it? (laughs) And now like there's this awesome end. So, um, it is an exciting time. I'm glad you brought that up. Really proud of you. Whoa. This is the proud podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're proud of each other. Uh, I'd like to just tell you that. I love you. Thanks. Uh, I think that that is a wonderful time. To ask the question that is on everyone's oh, mind. Good. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Well, 
Okay, so you know when we talked about that plane that like put like windows in every seat that was like not real windows? We were talking a, a while ago. There was a I don't. It's not a. It's not actually done. It's more of a um, like a, a design, right? Yeah. Well, For a plane that has no windows, it has virtual windows, so it's just a fuselage with nothing but little screens. And they're already doing versions of that on international first class trips for the inside cabins. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's close, but I think that this will actually happen. Now, go ahead. Well, Ford is putting this in cars, and this is already like a prototype that Mercedes is involving in with like car windows. It freaked me out reading this article. I didn't even get that deep into it because I'm like, what is happening? None of this is real. I think we're entering a very interesting time where we have a lot of domestic terrorism and it's in the form of advertisements. Uh, um, uh-huh. I saw something this morning on social media. I think it was on Facebook that somebody had posted not dissimilar to that shower curtain with the iPad holder in it I that I posted that. the other day saying like, this is the end folks. It's over. We've, <laughs> we've ruined it. Um, this new device is a bed that is also like a safe room. It's a bed, but like in an earthquake or in a whatever, a catastrophe, the whole bed just fucking locks up into a trunk and then you're in this thing with like bottled water and, and Skittles or whatever. Um, the, if you watch the whole, the, the, there's all of these animated, um, you know, things of all the different types and the different sizes and the different shapes that are going to be available in this doomsday bed. And uh, <laughs> all I could say, I'm just watching it. I'm like, it's just, they're horrifying people. They're really just ter- like, what? Do you want to survive that bad? And if all of that shit's going on, why on earth would you want to live here? I think about that. Like, what are you saving yourself from? It's <laughs> a weird one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so that's interesting. So Ford windowless cars, at least being tested or theorized about. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. It, it just the idea freaked me out. Um, difference immune system. There was a study that doesn't seem to be totally done yet, but it showcased and highlighted the differences in immune systems between men and women. Ooh, this is interesting. Did you happen? Mm, okay. No. Um, basically what it said, this article is saying that like the differences in immune systems between men and women create a genetic conflict Interesting. in the organism that it makes. Okay. So then it's like, well, the humans, I mean, what they're X's and X's and Y's, right? So, I mean, there is, they are different. They're different, but we, we're finding how different an immune system is one layer of how different because guys can tend to in tr- contract infections more frequently than women. So is that true? Mm-hmm. Maybe certain types of infections. In general, like women just tend to have stronger immune systems to be like, no thanks, I'm good. Whereas guys tend to just like suck all that shit up. But it's causing conflicts. In- I wonder if that's a childbearing thing. If you have a different uh, set of equipment to deal with more stuff to protect two people. I believe. Or multiple people. So, but they didn't go there in the article. Nice. Fascinating. Thank you. That's that one. Very cool. Um, There is a new show on Hulu. Did you, it's one of our SNL people, Edie Bryant. Okay. No, I don't know about it. Okay. Here's why. Well, I love it for a thousand reasons, but it's based on a blogger. Edie's very funny. And a memoir. About this woman, uh, Lindy, who I think AD knows, but it's called Shrill. Shrill? Yeah. It's Is that 80. exciting? I, I love it. Well, I mean, you're excited by it. Tell me why it's exciting. Because it, it's not a nice word about women, and it's women embracing the not so nice qualities about themselves. I'm going to, okay, sure. That's, it's just a word. You're, you're associating it with it's not nice about women. The, like, it's the just full a word, title shrill. is Shrill Notes from Allowed Women. 
Woman. Well, so, okay, well, now so, you withheld information on that. <laughs> the, sh- the series is called Shrill, but the thing it's based on has that longer. Gotcha. And I just really like A.D. Bryan, and Lauren's producing it, and it's for Hulu, and it's a new series. So I just wanted to give my for support sure. for the humor. Thank you. And when, oh, when is it out? Is it out now? Can we see it? Uh, no, it's not out currently. It's just they're just announcing that they're going to make it. So okay. I'll let everyone know. So stay know. tuned. Yeah. Um, in that, well, not in that vein, but in the, like, things we know, like, Brookstone's going away in malls. Aren't malls going away? <laughs> yeah. I think malls are going, they're keeping, like, airport stores. Which, oh, that makes sense. It, totally. Yeah, headphones sense. and neck pillows. Sure. Yeah. Massage chairs so we can all sit at the airport. <laughs> it makes sense there. But Sharper Image was its predecessor and went away. But They're long gone too, right? Yes. Now, are long. they gone completely, do you know? Because I think they went straight from stores to, they were catalogs, then they went to stores, then they might have gone back to catalogs. And now, Steve, do you know? I think they might be, oh, maybe just catalogs. I used to love the Sharper Image when that would, I mean, the coolest stuff. I wasn't even into Star Wars, but you could get like Star Wars full-size people, like Star Wars. In the Sharper Image catalog? You could go to the mall and get it, yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Um, not at all. I believe it's just catalogs then. Yeah, they even need a robot to go. I mean, now everybody has a robot to vacuum their floor. But back in the day, it was a novelty. Nowadays, it's just a Roomba. The article called them the home of techie gadgets. Yeah. Brickstone. I remember any kind so. of massager or a vibrating pillow or a, yeah. you know, a flashlight on a keychain, any of that shit. <laughs> it was like a, a Father's Day Delight. Yes, I remember we used to go there for graduations a lot. They had the year picture frame. Yeah, got that up, you know, a barbecue thing with a with a light on it or whatever the heck. You know, it was always some, so you some can grill in the dark. creative new gadget. It was like the Sky Mall catalog. It's all the same stuff, you know. Yeah. The last thing I read was reading up on is about dehydration, which stemmed off the article you sent me about Death Valley being so hot. Uh, record, rec- hottest recorded on Earth history. Hottest in the history of recording temperature on Earth. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> That's hot, folks. Yeah. The article, I mean, this time with our civilization and everything. The article today was talking about how it might not be inhabitable much longer, that place. So uh, The Earth, if you want to zoom out. Sure. Yeah, so. Death Valley first and other places first. Yeah, so mild dehydration, like heads up, thanks for drinking water. That's what it was. Absolutely. Thank you for the reminder. Sure thing. There's a skin (laughs) test and it affects your uh, concentration and like your motor function and capabilities. So I've heard this with uh, brain function for sure. Oh, yeah. Heat and uh, and dehydration can directly and immediately affect... um, uh, the word I can't think of right now, cognitive ability. Yeah. So apparently... Oh, th- th- a, I mean, that's ironic. High dehydration happens much much faster than anyone thinks it will. So just heads up. And they, I don't know if this is true or this is an old wives' tale, but they always say by the time you're thirsty, it's you're already... Yeah, you're already... Yeah. You got to have another glass of water to accommodate... Yeah, and then it's kind of... I mean, it's weird, but whatever. There's yeah. always something to pay attention to. Always. Do this, do that. Uh, that's it, right, Mrs. That's Ryan? It. All right, that's been What's Going On. All right, Mrs. Ryan, we will be right back, right? Okay. And when we are here, yeah. uh, when we come back, uh, we'll be right back. And when we do, Steve Hortini will be here. More after this.
We're back, man. We're back. We're back. What's happening? Steve Vartanian is here with us. I'm on the New York set. Back yeah, home. you are. Yeah, back yeah home you're right. a New Yorker, and yeah. you grew up a massive Letterman fan. What's this yeah, like? Letterman fan and all the talk shows. I mean, it's cool to see the desk. The whole Bill Murray spraying thing is, you know, meeting him over time. 25 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got a Bill Murray story. Okay, well, can we get into that? Sure, sure. All right, so 25 years ago, yeah, Bill Murray spray-painted yep. Dave on the first episode right. of The Late Show. There could show. be some remnants of, if you took a light, maybe that could be. Honestly, it probably is. I don't know how they, you know, if they painted over it or wiped it off. I have right, no idea. Right. But it's definitely the same Still desk. Still better than the Jimmy Fallon Late Show desk. That was the worst. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, you mean his uh, his late, late night desk. Late night show, yeah, the late night desk. Somebody told me there was a... Like a piece of plywood I, that was stained the stains didn't even match no somebody told me a story and i don't My know if this is true or not i feel like somebody told us the story that uh that was actually like a that a desk for some reason had no it had a, a sentimental reason to jimmy it was actually oh. a real desk like it had drawers and stuff oh. <laughs> if, you, if anybody were to uh come back around the the back side of this um there's no drawers here i mean it's, no. it's a it's a production set it's got a, buttons for shit to work yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not I mean, like an office here. desk yeah, yeah yeah it's just a, exactly yeah. Um, I remember and, with the Conan as well. When Conan was the late late show, he was kind of a cheap set as well. Like NBC decided, well, this is a late show. We'll just make everything really just leftover. Late night, yeah, cheap again stuff, you know. But then, then Jimmy Fallon came on. You think, oh, well, that desk is horrible, you know. <laughs> now the show's kind of like uh, I don't even watch the show. But <laughs> all right, well, let's. Oh, yeah. You've got a Bill Murray story, and before I ever even knew you. Mm-hmm. Just through social media, yeah. I think I posted something, and you were like, oh, I've got a good story for that someday, uh, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. Yes, it's yes. someday. Very excited to be here. I was in New York, moving to California for a dream job, which uh, working at Singer Porsche Design. What you got? Good job. Singer yes. Vehicle Design. Porsche is just a product we fix there. Um, so Reimagined by Singer, right? Reimagined, yes. Now I'm there nitpicking everything. I'm very much quality assurance. That's my big thing. So... Yeah, so the, the move happened, and I would contacted you guys because I thought it was so cool that you guys exactly even better when I met you guys. At uh-huh. the, uh, two weeks before I came here, you did the breakfast run. Yeah, that's right. Which I'd try to go both times, once with my regular car and once with my vintage Porsche. Oh, that's r- you did do that. That's right. You showed up in a Honda first yeah, time. Honda. That's right. <laughs> which I think tomorrow I'm going to bring my daughter with the Honda. Oh, great. So I told you about that. Oh, so, it'll be good to see you again. Yeah, she's never been on like a real hill, a mountain climb. So that's a- So is that the best car to bring? Of think, of all of your cars that are uh, here, it's probably the safest for her and oh well, safest sure, yeah. and um, and I also have to go. Oh, it's going to be hot tomorrow. Air conditioning is the way to yeah. go. Yeah, smart. And I kind of carved the canyon with that big thing anyway. So I know. I, I, we followed, not knowing it was you. I remember right. following that day, the day you're speaking of. I remember yeah. coming I'm descending. Not, I'm not a dry, race car driver, but I know the line every once in a while. So, but yeah, so that was the whole thing. Moving here and just saying, hey, I got a story for you guys, and I've worked. I mean, we're talking from the late 80s to now working with celebrities and the film car business and everything in New York. So a lot of stories with celebrities and models and photographers. So you worked in the picture car business as well? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was or, or did I? Did we talk about that? We talked maybe quick, but maybe. Okay. I don't know. But Different life. I was uninterested and moved on. Yes. <laughs> Rude. Yes. And I tend to talk too much about it. But yeah, stories galore. I mean, even the dumbest stories. Well, let's hear the Bill Murray story. What happened with Bill Murray? The Bill Murray story, I was working in... This is in New York? In New York City. I went back to work for Cooper Classics in the West Village. Okay. Cooper Classics. Yeah. They're still around, right? They're still there. Yep, yep. Great place, great people. It's a car thing, yeah? It's a car dealership, and they do a film car business. Okay. And back in the... But for like uh, early '90s, they were like the premier film car business, and they still are. But for rare uh, cars, yeah, right? Classic. Not just for like an ambulance well, or a police car. They used to do some of that, but mostly specific cars. Okay. You know? 
and when I was there in 93 working for them for the first time, they did restoration, they did repairs, and they did film cars. Didn't they have that War of the World, oh, not War of the Worlds, War of the Roses car, wasn't that them? That uh, whatever it was, that, oh, that I can't Morgan, remember. Yeah, it was sure something like that, or an Austin Healy or something. He did do stuff in the 80s as well. I think that's how he started. I think he did the Arthur car. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool one. Because yeah, he started in that. Bitterman, take the park. You know how I love the park. Yes, yes. That's another great one. Um, but yeah, so in the 90s, I worked in that film, and they were like pioneering that whole industry. And when I went back in the 2000s to work for him for other reasons of moving, going back to the car business, mm -hmm. which is where I am now, um, I was working in, this, in there, working on cars, like kind of getting things ready for him. And Bill Murray comes walking in, and he's wearing like a construction outfit, a vest, and a and, a and what year is this about? Hat. Everything. Oh seven. Oh okay. Yeah. So oh seven, he comes walking in, and no one's in the showroom, and I'm like, "Hey, I know you." He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know. And he was really cool. I didn't know. I didn't go like, "Hey, I want to be your fan." I I, <laughs> I learned from all the years working in that business to keep the celebrities like everyone else. Don't treat them like. Yeah, you know, everybody's just yeah. a person. Yeah. Other people will be like, "I want your picture," but no. Hey, so what are you doing here? You like cars? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got a couple Ferraris, this and that," you know. So they're probably for about 15 minutes talking about homes in Connecticut, cars, divorce. I think he lived in Connecticut at one point or maybe still does yeah, or yeah. Had, a, had a place. Upstate maybe. Yeah. Up, yeah. Litchfield or something. So we talked a little bit and it was enough of a conversation where I feel like he maybe would remember something one day. Never thought I'd see him again. Out he goes. Goodbye. So now it's. So he didn't buy anything. He was just, you he just, just shot the shit in. for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, he just walked in. It. You know, it's a, it's a place on, in the West Village on Perry Street. It's so beautiful. You walk in. It's like, oh my God, this is like beautiful all these cars so he might not even been going there he was just doing yeah, something down there exactly. he came through walking, walking by, walking by like yeah. what the hell is this you know? yeah and cool. so yeah so now let's fast forward to winter time of that year i think or maybe a little after the winter i don't remember the exact date but it was excuse me very similar close so now i lived in staten island at the time was working at cooper's i think so i got take a ferry back so now i get to the ferry terminal waiting a mob of people <laughs> and sure enough I'm just like, you know, I'm very observant. I, I catch things out of the, I'm not even looking for it. I'm like, that guy looks familiar over there. I'm like, wait a minute. And everyone's, he's taller than most people. So I'm looking like, that's Bill Murray. Is that Bill Murray? <laughs> we should mention that you have an insane attention for detail. Yes, and that's yes. one of the reasons you got a job at Singer. Yes, yeah. too, too insane of detail. Right. So, so it, it, the, yeah. while this may sound like a crazy story to someone else, okay, you picked Bill Murray out of a crowd of 500 no, people. No. You really did probably. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the story. So I, I, I start working my way towards through the crowd to really make sure it's him. So I get closer. He's wearing an overcoat and a hat. And I'm like, that's him. That's him. So sure enough, I'm like, I'm going to just kind of, you know, kind of lurk on him or what do they call that? Uh, you know. Stalk, I think. Stalk him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lurk on him. Gee whiz, that's a worse. You unbuttoning your trench coat or what? <laughs> yeah, well, I was doing a Gee whiz. So sure enough, uh, we got on the ferry. We go get on. I'm like. You know, like I said, watching him where he's going. He went to one side, I went to the other side. So now the ferry ride's a good 25 minutes, 30 minutes it, with, from leaving to land. Port to port, yeah. So I'm sitting there going, I got to talk to him. I got to say something. I feel weird. He's going to Staten Island. Why is he going there? I got to go say something. So halfway through the trip, I walk You're over. writing your own story. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So I walk around, and I go, I, and I see him sitting there, and no one's even, like, knows it's him. They're just sitting there. He's with some guy with a beard. I'm like. David hey. Letterman? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a young guy. So. So sure enough, I go, hey, Bill, remember me from the car Cooper Club? Hey, how you doing? Come on down. Sit right. I, I was like not even nice. expecting that. That's amazing. So I'm like, what are you doing? All of a sudden, you became a buffer. Exactly. So now everyone's kind of like saying, who's this guy talking to? Everyone minds their own business on the ferry. No one cares. What's going no, on. yeah. They kill somebody and they mm. do like, <laughs> I think I lean on me, you know? Oh, New York. So uh, 
we start talking. I'm like, so what are you doing? Oh, we're going to Staten Island to get some food. I'm like, oh, where are you going? And I wasn't a big food guru of the area, but I knew where not to go or maybe. It's like, oh, we're going to try this place. It's like 15-minute drive. I'm like, well, how are you getting there? Oh, we just do whatever. We'll get in the cab. I'm like, oh, He's man. one of those people that wings life. Yeah. yeah. You want to do it, and we'll figure it out on the way. Yeah. And the guy at the beer was his son. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was really cool. So we're talking a little bit. And I was like, well, maybe you want to go. I could show you somewhere. If you just get off the ferry, you could walk there. He's like, you know what? Okay, cool. I'm like, oh, this great. This is how he lives his life. It's like he yeah. met you on the way, and yes. then you changed his plans. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So it was like another 10 minutes on the ferry. And then, you know, now people kind of like seeing him because he's being more of himself. Like the yeah. And like, hey, Bill, uh, Stripes, or, you know, Ghostbusters. Always Ghostbusters. Oh, in New York, of yeah, course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's kind of like brushing them off. No one's taking pictures. You know, someone's like really cold. It's a cold day. So we wait to get off the ferry. The ferry gets in. I'm just asking him a few questions. Like, so, you know, you've been here before? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. So when we get off the ferry, it's a good seven, eight-minute walk to this little wine restaurant. And I was going home. I mean, I was getting a phone call. My daughter, who's here now, was like four. <laughs> and my mom was visiting from Long Island. And You're like, I'm not like, with Bill Murray. Chinese. <laughs> yeah, they called the phone. I had a phone. and like She's on her phone right now watching Liza Koshy while we record this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just so, kidding. And she'll be 13 now, so you tell you how many years ago that was. Um, but yeah, so they're calling me on the phone. Like, Mom, I got to go. I, I, I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm going to order the Chinese food. Yes, yes, yes. It's one of those Chinese food nights, which is around the corner. I had to get home. I'm sure. Go get it. Come back up. So we're walking. I'm asking about, you know, so he's telling me about how he's come to Staten Island during the taping of the show. Afterwards, it was a late night, all night place right off the ferry. Saturday Night Live days. Yeah. 1970s, days. yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And at the time, I watched some Wes Anderson, but then... I think after 07, I got more into Wes Anderson as, like, obsessed. So I couldn't really ask him much questions about that whole thing. Oh, yeah, you weren't very well knowledge. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I was more into the old movies from What's your? What would you be your favorite uh, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson uh, Bill Murray movie? I actually like him. Not my favorite one, but I actually like him in the, the, the first one. Me too, Rushmore. Rushmore, yeah. yeah so good. They're him. all great. They're, all, They're great. all great. I love yeah. them all, but Moonrise that first Kingdom, one is so great. He played so the great, great, like, nasty father where he's, like, you know. Steve Zissou and the hotel one they're just he's fantastic in all of them yeah, yeah. I love that Wes apparently is one of those people who gets a straight yes, yes. from the 800 number <laughs> anyway right. sorry so to cut yes. you off go ahead yeah so whatever we walk in and we talk a little bit more and his son asks his son a couple questions we talk a little bit more about cars there's plenty of time to talk I mean he was just totally cool he wasn't like brushing me off I bring him to the restaurant I had never been to this restaurant I've only known friends that went there so it was a new place it was called uh, Panino Teca and it was a wine place where Italian li- women would come from so you've got some confidence on you. Yeah. Because you don't, I mean, you've never even been to this place yet. <laughs> no. You're going to go recommend it to Bill Murray and then walk him there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm already like, wow, hands ha- Yeah, because I'm thinking like, like oh, I wouldn't want to get involved for the sake of, well, oh, maybe the bread isn't good or nope. whatever, you know? No, I think I knew it was good from some Italian Someone you did trust. stores that we trust okay. in the neighborhood. So I was like, I know it would be good. So I brought him there and like a dummy, I just like left him at the door. Hey, have a good time. Didn't walk him in and say, hey. To the owners. So maybe I can go back one day and say, I brought Bill. Yeah, that would be your setup. Right. So as soon as I pushed him in, I walked away, and I was just a regular guy now, getting home, hoping I wouldn't get mugged or whatever. Chinese food. Chinese food. And, hey, you know what I saw? And, yeah, yeah, great, great, you know. So this is before – I didn't even have an iPhone then. This is 07. I got it late and couldn't take pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm not a picture person. Memories, it's all here. So Yes. Yes. So I have a couple stories where I – Met celebrities, and as soon as we left, like, the carpet, I was back to being Mr. Regular Guy. So, so it feels good for a second, yeah, and then all of a sudden true. you're like, hmm, you know. So 
Uh, you know, it's good. Let me tell you something. Whatever it feels good for a second, if you maintain it, it doesn't feel good. No. It doesn't keep. It only feels good for a second. Period. Right. Even right. if yeah. you stayed there. Right. Right. So know yeah. that. Right. Well, you got your taste. I didn't want to overstay. It was just enough time. You perfect. get to have that story forever. Yes. That's, and yeah. if I ever meet him again, he'd probably remember exactly. That, so. so that's that. And then I think about five years later, I went to the place finally. <laughs> and it was there with a friend late night when the food was not being served anymore. And the owner was there and he's giving us free wine because my friend goes there. I'm like, hey, do you remember when Bill Murray came? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He came here one day. I'm like, yeah, I brought him here. He, he was like, going somewhere else and I insisted he come else. here. I insisted he come here. And he goes, oh, okay. I'm waiting for the free drink. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Good luck. Yeah. So no. I was like, okay, I'm never coming back here again. If he and became did, if he became a regular, maybe, you know, that would be a thing. Yeah. So I moved away from there and So you're saying you don't have an in with Bill Murray, because that's the only reason I actually accepted you here, because we uh, wanted well, to get him here for no, I'm just kidding. I may have a golf tournament with him and maybe Sean Connery still if he's still playing golf. So Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery, I think, is still breathing, but still that alive. may be it. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a big fan also. I'm a big fan of Sean Connery, but yes, I, I, I had become a, 80-something and wear the baggy shirts. And I, I had a friend on, uh, I worked on the TV show Everybody Hates Chris on the Paramount lot, and our prop guy, uh, Brenton Lane, shout out to Brenton Lane, um, and Ilya, actually, uh, they worked on his last movie, Sean Connery's last movie, which was the superhero was, one yeah, with the car. The bicycle one where he's a teacher, but that's the one before, I think. <laughs> You're the man now, dog! <laughs> Finding Forrester. No, it was the other one with uh, Distinguished Gentleman or the, the Disorderly Gentleman or... Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, like superheroes. The World of the Distinguished Gentleman yeah, or something like that. They had that car that they found here in L.A., I think. Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, they said even then, whenever they did that movie, which I think was early, t- it was easily 15 years ago, they said he was... What you saw was the most moving and animated he was. He was an old man who'd oh, been wow. doing it his whole life then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that was a while ago. I always think of him from The Rock. That's it. Well, The like, Rock, he's so good. He, good speed, God speed, God spell. Yeah, that's that it. That was like his little stretch. little, from the, I guess, late 90s to like the mid 2000s. A little stretch there. Or mid 90s to that 10 year break. It's hard. I, yeah. I, that's probably one of my favorite things he's in, though. And I love the original James Bond's Thunderball and, and Goldfinger and Dr. And no, I think of I course. told you when I met you that my way of traveling, because I didn't travel the world. I've been to Italy once. And other than that, I never left the country. But my way of traveling as a kid was movies. And I saw movies. My first movie was, I think, Live and Let Die, James Bond. One of the first. Either that or Blazing You remember Saddles. it. That's awesome. Yeah, Blazing Saddles 74. I always get living, Live and Let Die wrong. It's not the one I think it is, right? I always think it's the one with the Golden Gate Bridge and the blimp. No, that's the last Roger Moore. Okay. That's uh, Zoran Industries. But what, um, So which one's Live, live and, and Let, let die, die? is where it's uh, got the voodoo thing and it has, again, another connection, sorry, uh, with the Uncola guy. Um, uh, seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, so from Annie. Yeah, so as a kid, I'm watching this movie. I remember the beginning, uh, uh, the beginning the of the movie starts off with the skull and it starts with the music from... Um, the Paul McCartney band with his wife. Wings? Wings, yes. They have the theme song. So I remember seeing that, and all of a sudden, the, the part in the movie, there's a, there's a, a beheading or a cut. I'm like, oh, my God. You know. But I got to learn about you know, Jamaica. What movie are you talking about? I totally got lost. The, the, the same one? There was a beheading? The beheading or like oh my gosh. A, a, a biting of a snake and stabbings and his alligators. Or caraca- it's just a whole Holy of- shit. It's the one down in the Florida swamps with the boat races and everything. The boat chase Yeah, the everything. boat chase with the Where sheriff. They jump the thing and everything. Yeah, and oh, the that's first time great. they brought the sheriff on who did the whole like, and then they brought him back for. It's in the U.S. It's like a weird James Bond. Yeah, in the, it starts oh. in New York. So it actually shows New York. And, oh. And again, even as a little kid being a car guy, I would notice all the cars were Chevys, not oh, Fords. And then all of a sudden there's this Corvette. Eldorado called the Corvado that she used and the mirror shoots the driver of James Bond's car and it crashes over by the ferry terminal down in uh, South Ferry. No kidding. And then later on they show Harlem 
And it's, you know, it was back during black exploitation times. So they pumped up the whole black exploitation with the lights and the fur coats. When was this? 70 something? 72, 71. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So that movie and then watching uh, Sign Adventure and Gene Hackman, all that stuff early in my memory. And then every movie since then. I even saw Michael Caine and Sean Connery in The Man Who Would Be King, which is John Huston's last movie, I think. So wow, look at you go. So you are, you're a yeah. bit of a savant and like you're, you're a IMDb yourself, right? Because you, yeah, just, you I mean, just remember it all. I have to always keep looking because I'm like, well, I want to see where they filmed that, you know. But being here in L.A. is definitely... I was going to ask, yeah. do you do the movie locations thing? Because I don't... I wouldn't go on a tour, but I do my own. And that's, it, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I'm asking because I don't get starstruck, and you seem like you might be the type that doesn't get starstruck either. But I nerd out over this stuff. Like, yeah, well, this, these props and uh, or a, a movie location where something was done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I nerd out about that stuff. I, I think it's neat. I'm just, I, whatever feeling that, uh, you know, these childhood movies invoked at the time when I had a le- a, 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 an emotional intelligence of yes. lesser than today... Um, well, living, for some reason, it, it still brings back the heartstrings. It tugs on all those things. Yeah, well, living in the city, I lived in the city in Manhattan downtown from 91 to 2003. So I was in right there during the change, the Giuliani change or the Dinkins. From ending. Dinkins to Giuliani. Yeah, so I saw all the change downtown and Soho and the shopping. But it was still run down still. It was actually a cool time if you talk to some people, the 90s with graffiti artists still then. I mean, mm-hmm. you had, I think, I remember, I remember even seeing Banksy. And I don't know, forgot what he looks like, but I did meet the guy. Gee whiz. And now everyone's like, wait a minute. No one knows who he is. I'm like, wait, I remember meeting him. There was was, a time when people did. He was spraying down in um, Lafayette and Prince Street all these figures. And my friend had a parking lot. His attendant had a parking lot. And he remembers having coffee with him, chatting with him. And then also, um, what's his name? Farley. Um, Chris Farley? No, no, sorry. What's his name again? The guy who does the Obey the artist who oh artist. oh um uh, with the yes with, with andrea giant andrea the giant yeah, he's famous yeah. big now he did the whole what is thing. his name i can't think of it <sighs> i just can't i don't have my phone to i would have said banksy though no. and i knew i knew it was wrong but that's the only one i can think of right right but he was there as well i remember him putting a few things I mean, you'd see these people you know i remember walking david bowie had just bought on lafayette street and i'd see him and iman and you didn't think anything of it. No one would even think, oh, it's David Bowie, you know? I'd see R.E.M. I'd Nobody see would think anything Michael's. of it. It's fucking Bowie. Well, that's what it was. I'm pardon, you, my, no. pardon my language. In New York City, I wouldn't see people running to him. Yeah. You walk, we were walking for a few blocks. My, You're right about that, though. I, I told a story just yesterday about seeing Paul Newman on the, on the street yeah. and, and Joanne Woodward together, and we were yeah. just all at a crosswalk together. Yeah, Paul Newman. I think I told you that one. But while I was walking the street, and I'd see um, you know, Michael Stipe walking with his crew and they're walking into Soho. No one think any twice. Stop at the light. You look at his face. Hey, you know, smile. Keep walking. You know, and then even. Um, I want to hear your Paul Newman story. Oh, the Paul too. Newman story. Yes. Well, there's a connection with Big Lebowski on the Paul Newman story. What? Wow. So I didn't Paul know Newman. That. So. My, well, you know, I mean, I grew up in the town where Paul Newman, uh, right next to where Paul yeah, Newman lived. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. A couple of Paul Newman stories, but Paul Newman, I got to meet with Joanne Woodward, and he was at the premiere with uh, Lauren Bacall. Wow. For the Big Lebowski premiere in New York City. And I was able to work it with my ex-wife at the time and my sister. Because he had done Hudsucker yes. Proxy. Hudsucker was a couple years before. With the Coen brothers. Yes. Wow. So he was invited. Cool. And I was all excited to see, you know, Jeff Bridges, who I loved always from all the movies. So I get there. We're doing the premiere. We didn't get to see the movie. We had to, like, actually greet them in. Uh, my sister and my ex-wife at the time, they gave her those pinheads. And they're like, we're not putting these on. So he didn't put it on. But we're just greeting them in. They went to the theater. And I remember, like, opening the door. And they're laughing at the scenes with the whole uh, Hussein thing. and stuff. Sure. So the movie ends. They come out. And Paul Newman is just – it was a rainy morning, uh, night. So Paul Newman comes out. And he has an umbrella. And he's just kind of, like, 
no one's even around him. No one's talking to him. He's f- kicking the umbrella with his foot, making f- like circles. Yeah. So I'm like, I got almost talk. singing in the rain, right? Yeah, yeah, kick yeah. Like yeah. Once or twice, like I, I told my sister, I'm like, I gotta go talk to Paul Newman. I gotta look at his blue eyes. So, you know, one day when he's this on is TV, how you were with Bill Murray, yes, though. Yes. But you have the guts to go up and do this. I can't this wait to be- hear. This is before Bill Murray. This is '98. So whenever Bill, that movie, uh, yeah, when Lebowski the movie came, came out, out. yeah. Right. So which at the time, no one even cared about the movie. No one even liked it. Yeah. You know, so went away. Yeah, there was no one outside. Like, oh my God, Lebowski. So he's there. He's waiting for the bathroom to them to come out of the bathroom. Her and Lauren Bacall. So I walk up, like, I'm like, oh, Mr. Newman, how you doing? And he's like, he shook my hand, right, piercing blue eyes in my eye. I'm like, so nice to meet you. I go, I just want to say I love all your racing stuff and the movie Winning. And as soon as I said the movie Winning, he was like, oh, racing. you got through the velvet oh. ropes because yeah. you knew the fucking password. Holy yeah. cow! And again, excuse my yes. language, but wow, that's yeah. exciting. He, okay. wasn't like, he wasn't like brushing me off, like, oh my god, racing is a well. Wonderful. You said the right thing. Yeah. So we talked about seriously about five minutes about racing a little bit about Lime Rock racetrack. Uh, his Nissan. That's where Dachshund we used to day. see him up there. Yeah. yeah, it was my connection with him. Yeah, and I was already going to Lime Rock every fall festival, you know. But I never saw him oh. race. But still, just talking at his age, whatever he was at the time, and then all of a sudden, his wife and Lauren Bacall. How old out. were you at the time? I mean, were you a? a, a I mean, that's I was, twenty years ago, so you were 30, younger. I was Ninety-eight, thirty-one. Okay, I'm going to be fifty in a, a couple of weeks. So yeah. Do you still look like a kid? Because I, I was a kid. I mean, he was always talking to the kids. Like he wanted. I, didn't look, he would, I look, I he look wanted the same to... as I am now without the gray. So, okay. And maybe no grub. Mm-hmm. Same shaved head, you know. So yeah, same guy. Always like asking questions, you know. So he's talking to me and his wife and Lauren Bacall come out. And my sister actually went and said hi to Lauren Bacall because she was a movie person too. So he actually like waited for them while they were talking about cars, and then they like waited a second and then they left. And there was a whole thing at the uh, 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 Chelsea Piers bowling. It was like a whole event was a movie and then the Chelsea Piers bowling event. Yeah. So we actually went to the Chelsea Piers for that as well to greet them, but we didn't get to go to the, the bowling. And I heard that, I think Jeff Bridges maybe showed up to that one. Makes sense because the bowling and all. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to see the premiere, but I'll go to the bowling. So after the people were leaving and Willem Dafoe was there and some other people from their movies. So the movie ends, I mean the show, the bowling ends and my sister and I, we got to go in and clean up a little bit. And I think I may have told you this, there were these big chocolate bars. Yes. Uh, nothing to do with the movie, but... I remember that part. Yeah. These, I'm not talking like just chocolate. <laughs> massive like, chocolate bars. One of those five-pounder kind of deals. Yeah, that, for Lebowski. And they gave away like a t-shirt and a, and a bowling blanket. What's the significance? I don't remember any chocolate I don't know in the, the movie. Cho- yeah, I don't know what it was. I oh, think okay. whoever did the props or set up for it was like, well, gotcha. there's chocolate for them. So when we were looking around, there was like a couple of half-eaten chocolate bars. And a couple of, so my sister and I were just grabbing all the chocolate bars, even the half-eaten <laughs> ones. Because I felt like they didn't put their mouth to it. It's fine. and or cut some off it's still four pounds of chocolate so for like a few months we had (laughs) some chocolate gave it away but we got a really boring t-shirt that just said big lebowski with like the theater name and then the and they gave you a bowling towel Mm -hmm. and said big lebowski that was it and they they gave you a cd you got to go to that though that's so neat so that was a cool thing with meeting him there but that's a cool story and then i never saw him again so but basically you got through just because you were talking about raising and then he just yapped your ear off about raising yeah we talked a little bit yeah so just the it's a, I don't know, I wasn't trying to, you know, oh, I'm going to get in. It was just yeah, talk about awesome. one thing. And that happened with Jackie X, too. I met Jackie X. I don't know who Jackie driver, X is. Race car driver. Okay. Uh, Formula One driver and a Grand oh. Prix driver for Porsche. And uh, he was at the Ren Sport. A lot of people meet him now, so it's not that hard to meet him. Okay. But for me, it was like, oh, my God, there he is, you know. So he's from, um, oh, I'm losing my mind here, uh, Switzerland. 
So. If you think that you're losing your mind, you're <laughs> not. You are rapidly going through these things. Like, don't. I know. I'm rapidly. If you going. think, oh, well, there's a pause while I don't remember something, <laughs> I assure you, the rest of us are blinking. Banana. Yeah. You're fine. Well, yeah, all the yeah. People you're that fine. watch your show that are Porsche related would be like, oh, I met Jackie X. Who cares? But for me, it was like, oh my God, there he is at this event. He's just by himself. So I walked up. I go, all the people I want to meet, I want to walk up to him and say, hello. And he had a show that winter before called the X and Merck's show. And Merck's, Eddie Merck's is a famous bicycle racer, one of the best, if not the best, of that 70s. And so they had a show together because they're both in the same country. And they did an X and Merck's show that Jackie X's race cars and Eddie Merck's bikes. And I remember like, oh, if I could just go to Europe and see that. So, cool. so sure enough, I see him. And my first thing was, oh, my God, how you doing? I go, I'm so happy to see you because my other favorite guy is Eddie Merck's. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, come on over. He, like, hugged me. You know Whoa. weird fun facts about people. That is the neatest Mercs thing. Because I like Mercs, and they had a show together. I'm like, I missed the show, but so cool. So I can I get a picture with you? And I never asked for pictures, but I had to get a shot. It's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, oh, my God, anytime. You like Eddie Mercs? Yes. So, That's so cool. That's so anyone cool. who's watching and wants to meet Jackie X, just bring up Eddie Mercs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll kick you away now. But, but yeah, it was something good. So, uh, Can we talk about the gift that you brought us? Yes. It's a kooky little gift. I think it's incredibly sweet, so much yeah. so that we wanted to do it on the show because it's very, I, very thoughtful, I think. Well, you can show it to whoever you want. But sure. Um, so it's a kind of a kooky thing. You could, I mean, if you really look, you could probably buy this if you look hard enough. But it's a thing that I have. It's a record album from Riverside Raceway. Riverside. Uh, Whoops, it did. Uh, what's it, LPs? It's really neat. It's a, yeah, it's there's, very there's a record in there, and it's really cool because I love old LPs, and I have an old Japanese Panasonic portable player, and you just put it on, and it's got the scratchy, grainy sound. So, so yeah. So, can we get a close up of this house? <laughs> so I have a silly uh, award I give away because I'm just this big famous guy, and it's called the Esvar <laughs> Room Award, and I kind of gave two away already in back in New York to guys that I feel. I just are just amazing people, and they're just so successful. They're moving up in the world, and uh-huh. just so good. So uh, I came out here, and I wanted to, you know, when I met you guys, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give them one of these things. It means a lot. And you could hang on your wall. You could take it apart, listen to the music. Well, sure. what I was going to say is once you got here, you see that it f- fully matches our style oh, yeah, and yes. our stuff. Beautiful I mean, place, yes. It matches perfectly. So um, It's yeah. very cool, and it means a lot to us. We Thank think you. it's Thank very, you. very cool, and it will be up somewhere when you're here next, whether right. it's in the studio someplace That's or cool. out there. No, thanks, thanks. And it's two other people in New York that have have that right now, and um, it's for the they third should one. feel honored that we they do. have it too. So it's very you know. cool. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, so you Porsche guys have a very unique thoughtfulness to you, I find. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for cementing you have a good that. Porsche people here from you had. Um, John Benton, who I yeah. know and respect well, and he also your T TGL. Oh, TLG, Marco. TLG's yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, Marco. I met him once. Great really super nice guy. Yeah. Super uh, nice. I'm just guy. slowly trying to get in with some of the local Porsche guys here. And well, know. this is yeah, this is this is a good place to do that because yeah, yeah. our goal here is to sort of be a hub of sorts. And um, you've met me at a few shows where I just, I mean, gatherings where I, you see I'm kind of just low key. I don't want to, not flashy. You know, I don't bring up anything that's. You know, oh, I do this. No, I don't care. You know, it's just like, hey, I love cars. I've been involved with cars my whole life since I'm a little baby. So, you know, and Porsche, they're mostly foreign cars. So I grew up. What's going on with your self-esteem? That seems to be the only problem. Everything else is grand. Self-esteem. It's taking time, but it's kicking up a notch. Did you go through something? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. Well, we all go through stuff. 
I guess life. I mean, you know, yeah. 50 years, you know, it takes a lot. So Did some living in 50 new years. 50, a, new, a, new, a, new, a new style here in California would be the key. So a lot of cold weather in New York is a little getting to me. So the sun here is getting to me a little bit, but I love the sun and I can't complain. So. Well, we're excited to have you here. Um, I know we can't talk too much about what you do at Singer for the nature of what you do at of Singer course. and all. Um, but how's it going? Are you are you enjoying it? Are you happy over there? Yes. Are you doing things that inspire you and make you happy? Yes. I'm very I'm very happy there. There are a bunch of great people. Everyone there is excellent. I mean, and the product they turn the out is product is amazing. It's just you know just I'm in you know just to go there every day and to be like oh my god this is where I'm working yeah and I'm around this cars and and for me especially because again since I'm little I've always been detail oriented and to be hired to to look for details and to make sure things to pick it apart yeah for it to be perfect you know and you know a lot of guys they are younger working there it's their first job maybe their second their th- you know i have so much experience with porsche again with yeah. vintage porsches and these cars are there and um just to see the whole process and it's a good fit of it yeah so it's a good fit it's close by and it's just been a great change you probably can't say this but i'm gonna ask it anyway did you have anything did, did you get brought on to uh Okay, you just you just released a new car recently, Singer, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's a looker, and it's uh, getting a heck of a lot of attention. Yes, it blew up the internet uh, definitely when it was released. Uh, that car. What's it called? The I can't remember. The, the lightweight D- something. DLS. DLS. Okay. DLS. Yeah, they just introduced it in England. That's being built in England with Williams. Uh, oh really? F1, yeah. Okay. So I didn't get to see the car, but I think I'm not sure, but I think it's going to be here at the Monterey Car Week. Sure. Which will be introduced over cool. there for the Americans. So When's very that? Cool. Which is coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, I was going to say September, right? I've never been right? to it. I love to have gone this year, but I think I have to work, and I don't want to take off. But I think you're I'm the new guy. They'll all be up there, and you got to work. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, well, I work in the group. The, the sales guys and the after sale, they all get to go and schmooze. But you know, I got to make sure the other cars have to be done right. So you keep the line moving yeah, while yeah. they go keep sell the more cars. In, get them right. Yeah. Um, again, just keep it. But just, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm enjoying it, you know. It's a big move for you coming all the way across country. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a big deal. Big move with vehicles and stuff, so. Yeah, you have a bunch of cars. All right, so before right. we get into that, can we talk about what is your history? You say I've got a lot of history with Porsche and stuff. I know there was Cooper and there's other. You also own a few cars. Yeah, I have a, or I've owned a bunch of cars growing up because I've always been into vintage cars. So back in the, when I got my license in 84, it was a vintage car because I was around vintage cars. So. Uh, going back to my grandfather from his Plus, country. if you got a brand new car in 84, you'd be a douchebag. Right, you'd be driving a Camaro <laughs> or a uh, Firebird. <laughs> no, I just, mean, I just mean whose first car is brand new. It yeah. sucks. Nobody right. likes you. Right. Um, yeah, so my grandfather was involved with Volkswagens back in his country, where my family's from, which is from Iran, but they're from Tehran. But oh, we're 100% Armenian. Beautiful. From Tehran. Whole different country, whole different world back then. Uh, so my grandfather, my Quite literally, side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very much like Paris. It was like a whole, it was like being in Europe. It was amazing. Wow. Some of the stories. It wasn't anything like you see in the news or what they're showing you. Big. Okay. Yeah, Fair exactly. enough. So, um, so my grandfather worked with Volkswagens in Tehran. It was the only distributor of VWs. And I forgot the guy's name who brought it there, but he introduced a lot of westernized stuff to Iran. He brought Pepsi Cola. He brought a lot of, if you Google his name, he had a huge palette. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi and Jeez. just a lot of stuff. And uh, my, so my grandfather worked for him at, under the Volkswagen distributor. And my uncle still tells me uh, stories about them going to the Caspian Sea and they'd be driving the cars back. So him and a crew of guys, they wouldn't just truck them back. They'd drive a bunch back. Wow. So cool. he'd hear the rocks hitting, you know, Rocky Road. Yeah, the old days. Yeah, my grandfather was in charge of the body shop painting department. 
So he was literally a painter, artist in the day, painting, you know, bringing it back to original factory looks. Whoa. With the rock I only have a few pictures of him on his knee, kind of with a old spray pan. How cool is that, though? You don't have yeah. memory of any of that, do you? No, I wasn't born. That's oh, this is when he was younger. Okay. Yeah. When, I, when I was growing up, he was still around. He died in 94, I think. And so when I got my first Volkswagen in 87, it was an oval window, 57. Cool. He was like, whoa, this is really cool. I remember giving him a ride in it. He was so like, oh, my God, this brings back memories. Really? And he was like 80-something at the time. So I got was that cool for you? Yeah, it was cool. But I was still Those younger. are the moments, man. Yeah, I the wish moments I here with you and your daughter, I mean, this is, this is what you'll hang on to. I wish I remembered it a little better, but basically, he, I noticed his smile on his face. And then when it, later on in 97, I got a VW bus, uh, 67 Deluxe, and he was gone already, but my grandma was still around, and she remembers cool. that. And my mom remembers as a kid being in those vehicles, because they drive from Tehran to the Caspian Sea in a VW's. Or the work would give him a VW, and he'd drive. He, she said they'd get like a van, a, pass, a panel van with seats in it. And all she remember hearing is the rocks hitting the metal. Wow. You know, so the memories are very cool. They're, they're still around for the memories. But yeah. And then my father was involved with cars when he got to this country. They came in 63. So uh, he had a New York City cab, my father. Medallion, 1969 to 76. I remember being a kid, being in the cab, you know. So you grew up around cars quite literally. And it was in your family well, before. He, it was in the blood before you was, were even yeah, born. Yeah, it wasn't until he opened a shop. He opened up a foreign car repair shop in Syosset which is okay. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a foreign car repair shop in Syosa from 76 to 85, 86. So in the 70s, he bought this shop. It was a clean little shop right in town. And everyone had foreign cars to bring their cars there. So we had Audis, uh, the, you know, the Audi Fox. He had the 320i BMW coming out, old VWs. We'd get our hands on used cars. My father would buy like a, a whole group of cars, three Volkswagens and a Porsche, all for like two grand. Yeah. You know, and he give he sell each one for me eight hundred bucks and make a little profit. Sure. So that was my first taste of Porsche back in the seventies and seeing the three fifty six and maybe a couple early nine eleven. They were worth nothing back then. Yeah. Well, we had one nine. We had we were a lot of Mercedes. We grew up with Mercedes, so a lot of one hundred eight bodies, one hundred nine bodies, two eighty SELs, three point five convertibles. Wow. I mean, nothing. We're just giving them away. We had one ninety SL. I remember he paid five hundred bucks for. We cleaned it up, and I think he sold it for like two grand. <laughs> It's like a real. It's control. almost not even enough to do the work. Right. Uh, can we talk about the cars that you have? I know they're mainly in storage because you drive your Honda every day, but you've got some cool cars right. too. I have a '66 912, which I bought in California in '03. Came out here, saw it. It's a LA car, but I bought it in Berkeley. What it color? Way up, sand beige. Is that the one so I've pretty. seen you that you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so saw pretty. it. I drove it a couple times. It's a it. real beater looker, but I like the way it looks. It's got this. I wouldn't call it a beater looker. I know you call it that call because it of your attention to detail. Anyone yeah. else would be like, oh, wow, this is Well, from fantastic. the job I do, you'd never expect someone like me to have such Agreed. unperfect, you know, not Agreed. perfect cars. Any patina would be yeah. a surprise. And sure. all my cars have patina. So I got the 66 912, which I bought in 03. Still have it. I love everything about it. Um, I have a 58 VW single cab, which I bought right. two years ago here in California. Brought it back to New York, and then now I brought it back. <laughs> and I haven't driven it yet. I've been here three months and it's still in storage. Would you bring it over to Malibu Kitchen? Because I'm sure Bill Seriously. would love to see it. I've been wanting to bring oh, it there. Oh, yeah, Bill would let's, love it. Let's do that, uh, you know, soon. Yeah, yeah one of the days I we do that. I bring it there. I, I, they got to know me a little bit. So Bill knows me now. So I can bring my oh, good. in cool. time. Good. And Susie's been great with the true dogs. So, so nice. I love yeah. that place, yes. We were just there yesterday quick, but I didn't get to. Oh, I'm oh, so good. glad. Yeah. They, um, we have no affiliation with them in any way, shape, or form, but they are so stinking nice yeah. uh, to us that they feel like our. Our family. I mean, and getting there early, like you said, is the best. When you yeah. get there early, 
Well, everything's fresh too, you know. Fresh. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of car guys go there expecting to see someone famous. But, yeah. yeah uh, also, but just for everyone else out there, go, get breakfast. People go there for coffee, or they go to Starbucks, yeah. and then they hang out there. Go get breakfast at Malibu Kitchen, yes. not just to support them because you should, but mm -hmm. it's delicious. It's, so it's really good. Yeah, get a breakfast sandwich or whatever. He I mean, made that I don't great. Care what when you he get, knew but... I was from New York, and he's from New York, he made me the best breakfast sandwich, which you guys witnessed. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, he brought it over yeah, the table for you. Yeah. He goes, "Try this." if I didn't like it maybe i could have to pay for if it if i recall like, I, he put it on the table and he goes all right since you said you're from new york try this yeah what was on it it was just egg whites with um cream cheese feta or cheese or cream, yeah. no, cream cheese he did something where it looked it looked it better than so ours good. it was cut perfect it was yeah. i took a photograph of it yeah <laughs> benny we love you and we love our bacon egg love, and cheese but love. i'll tell you what it did look good yes so uh yeah and then i also have a 914 a 72 914 again it's in storage haven't driven it what color is that one it's i haven't seen that yet. orange no no one's seen it no one's seen any of them just the honda and the the 912. We've got to bring them out. Well, well. I'm trying to bring them out. You know, when you bring them out, you use them. Something can go wrong. I'm trying to get in with people. So, well, I that's can, that's you know. the whole thing. So this is a great forum for that. So why don't we make that announcement right now? You yes. have a bunch of cars you need maintained. You're yes. new, in town. new in town. You're in. You're clearly in the circle. Yes. Um, so you need somebody. So uh, what's your? How do they find you on Instagram or how are, how do they find you? How do people find you without uh, calling the singer? Easiest way to find me is from my Instagram which is S of our room. Um, if you can put it up, I don't know, whatever I could say. S-V-A-R. Three O's, M as in Mary. And then I have a little VAR house, at VAR house, which I'm not using as much anymore because I'm out in New York. Okay. I kind of do more props in there, which I was doing okay. in New York because I did rent some stuff out with some prop shops. What kind of stuff? Like automobilia stuff or well, just we, whatever? We, I had lots of props of automobilia stuff. I mean, like I said, from that chair to tires. I own two Lamborghini LM002 tires that are huge, massive tires that I bought to make a table out of. And now I'm like, wait a minute, these are actually, people will buy these. Yeah. So anyone out there who has an LM002, <laughs> I have two Welcome tires. Welcome to Tradio. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, but you need a you need a, sh a shop. Well, I don't want a shop. I would like to, uh, my goal is to have somewhere to put my stuff and I could basically have my No, I mean, space. you need a, pl a shop to maintain. You need a, a you need oh, someone to maintain your, uh, yes, your vehicles. Yes, I know if I lived closer to Anaheim, John Benton is would be a no-brainer. It's just so hard. There's hardy. a lot of good people out there, man. John yeah. Benton's fantastic. John if Benton. you live down there, you live up. Is, aren't you right by TLG? Yeah, I'm right by there, yes. Well, then gosh, yes. let's make that introduction, man. Marco and TLG are great. He had a car there that I went to go see because I worked on the car back in New York. We talked about this. You saw my photo. Yeah, and that photo. was this. It was a formerly Seinfeld car. Rod, Rod Emery's dad built that car or something? Yeah, that car. And then I, well, that wasn't off the car. It was a uh, it was a clone of a Carrera GT. Oh, that's what it was with, car, with yeah. the GT uh, fuel tank. Yes, yes. That car I worked on back in New Jersey at a Porsche shop I used to work at called Vintage Auto. What did you do on that car? Just we built it. The car came in as a regular car, and we put the new um, aluminum panels. Just made so I mean, you helped build that yeah, car. Yeah, I helped build it. Oh, yeah. that's so I was cool! Involved in ordering the parts, restoring it, putting it together, that's making cool, sure everything man. is perfect. And that was so long ago, but now the car has worked its way here. And he's told me I think something else was done to it. But I he didn't know who I was, so I attacked him on Instagram like, "Hey, I know that car," and he was like. I go, please ask the Ryan's. I'm credible, you know. That's so <laughs> and I think, funny. And I think he did, right? So. That's really funny. That's really funny. So, uh, yeah. So it's a, a big spread out community of awesomeness that you've entered into out here. Yes, so yes. that was the whole point of coming out here as well, too. Awesome. Because I, I think I've driven my 912 more now 
in the past three months than I ever drove it in New York. Oh, good. Well, you so, can here, right? Yeah. I mean, the weather and everything else. The weather's great. Just my storage place is kind of far. It's like 15 miles each way, So, and they close at 5. Yeah, you work and live near Singer, and then your cars are over by TLG. So if anyone knows where no, those two things are. they're Chatsworth. So I'm all the way in Chatsworth. Oh, wow. I drive to Chatsworth, get the car, and then if they close at 5 o'clock, I can't bring it back there to put it away. So oh, you've got to at least to, get something with your own access or something. Yeah. So for me to get a space in New York, I had literally a 2000 square foot garage with all my stuff in it and my bicycles. I got. So you're open bicycles. to storage options too. Yeah. Storage options were closer to where I'm working. I'm looking for a place to live as well. I'm actually just in an Airbnb. Look at this. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. It all falls out. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. so you need a I place with a three car or four car garage. I did find a house close to, to where I work, but um, with a swimming pool. Nice, but just it's weird. No, no, no appliances. No, ki- no fridge. That's common. Very common here, out here, out it's here. common. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but kind of want your own fridge anyway. Yeah, I don't need a fridge. A little fridge is cheap. I just mean put your own fridge. I had a beautiful yes, outdoor I, barbecue. I had an outdoor barbecue, and I had a pool. And he'd paid for the pool maintenance, but not the running of it. So I don't know. So what the heat and all that. Well, I guess the cleaning it up. Hmm. But then he had landscaping and you have to pay for the land. Whatever. It's a whole bunch of stuff I had to pay for, which I was kind of, and it was a realtor company that was kind of just really weird. I walked in the place and there was boxes up to the ceiling. I'm like, do I want to leave my 35 bucks and get my credit checked on this? I'm like, I'm going to wait a little bit. So I see the place is still available. This is like a month ago. So I don't know what's going on, but it is perfect. Like I fit a lot of stuff there with the bikes. I have three motorcycles. I have 15 Holy bicycles. Crow. So they all have to fit somewhere in my life in the house. Yeah. Or maybe downsize a little bit. Well, right, you're a collector, down- huh? Yeah, I will downsize a little bit. I have to use everything. In New York, I rode uh, the bikes everywhere. So, I bet. Yeah. When I used to work in Manhattan, I'd ride every day to work, winter, rain, you know. So now I still have them. I love them. I ride a lot here. Oh, you do? Oh, well, yeah. you're still using everything. Yeah. So I meet my cousins up in Santa Clarita and I go get to go on the trails nice. over there. So yeah, but... Yeah, so it's basically just coming together slowly. It's taking a little more time. But. Let us know how we can help as yeah. this, this whole process continues. Yeah. Uh, you have our audience now as a resource as well. Yes. Um, no, I mean, no, seriously, everyone loves Singer and everyone loves somebody who's cool in the community. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's you now. So, I mean, you know, you. don't be so timid with reaching out. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that the response is probably going to be more ingratiating than you yeah, anticipate. Yeah, yeah it be great. No, definitely. It's been great. It's been it's been a great three months. And uh, I'm hoping for three more. Three months? You've only been here three months. Yeah. Look how established it's you so are. Fast. It's amazing. May, May, May 21st, I, I came here. It was it. Drove the Penske truck with my stuff in it. And we're at an hour. Yeah. How did this feel? Was this? Are you good, okay? Yeah. Did you do okay? No a panic attacks. Now, a little bit. It's okay. I'm a little, whew, but I'm all good. I think so. I'm so excited. No, I'm so happy I met you guys. The first, cool, first group of people. That little fan. I love it. Nice. Oh, it's not a fan. There we go. Oh, it's not a fan. Oh no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll talk about Woody Allen in New York. I love it. So. Uh, oh, good. You have a Woody Allen story. Uh, I did work on one of his movies with the cards. I forgot which movie it was. Oh, good. well, don't tell it. Come back and tell yeah, us yeah. that. That'll be something his to movies, tease. His uh, movies, you know, Bananas and all that stuff, like, you know, Annie Hall. Awesome. Can't be any more New York than that. You so. have good stories going way back with the car, oh, movie yeah. car stuff. Yeah, That's so. I'm excited to have you back to hear good. them. Do you have anything else for Steve before we wrap it up? Just think it's nice to meet you too. So I'm really That's glad you're happy. out here and, and that we've been able to head it off so well for so soon. Yeah, Kudos. You. You're doing yes, a great job. And you're going to be okay. Great, thank you. This whole new thing, like, good. it feels good. It feels good. It feels good. I'm good. glad I met you guys, like, the first week I was here, so. Thanks was, for reaching out. That's yeah. how that happened. 
Yeah. You, you, that's a lesson to everybody else. I mean, you reached out to us. There was yes. a period of my life for a long time where I was afraid to make that jump. Yeah. I wouldn't go put myself out there. Yeah. That's a mistake. You going yes. up and talking to Bill Murray and you going up and talking to whoever else and us. Um, yeah. That's how you get things done. Don't be afraid of it, yeah, folks. Yeah, don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Yep. I was always told, don't ask questions. Like, oh, don't oh. bother so-and-so. Yeah. You're going to bother yeah. them. Yeah. No, nah, that's bull crap. Yeah, Especially if someone is uh, of a certain I'm age or enlightenment. Questions at work. I mean, at work, I'm asking a lot of questions. Like, what's this guy asking me questions for? Because I want to know. You know, I want to. I don't know everything. How know? come this guy isn't pretending he knows like everything, like everyone else? Yeah, I do everything. I'm not bringing that up, but I want to know about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone gets to learn that way. It's fun. Yes. Thanks for being here, man. I hope it was painless. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it you will be back excellent. again soon. Thank you. Thank Very you for taking I, me in. Short notice with my daughter being here from. So glad. To thanks to Jonathan Hirsch, who will be with us on Monday. Now we okay. actually it was a our first official bump in order to get you oh, in for this because it was it was late notice, but we've been wanting to get you in for a while. So yes. I'm glad I'm in the uh, either the Madonna chair or the. Drew Barrymore chair. I don't know yeah, Don Rickles, Don uh, Rickles. Dean Mar. I mean, it could be Chris anybody, Farley. right? Chris Farley. Yeah, the one connection. What do they call that? The one degree just from this chair, right? Yeah, right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we love you, man. You. Uh, we love everybody at home. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. And we will... Oh, gosh, no. We This is the end of the week. Gosh, we only did three shows. So tomorrow is Breakfast Club at Newcomb's Ranch. Come on up if you want to see us yes, there. Worth going to. And you're going to come too, gonna right? Come you guys up, yep. are going to come. I'll bring the daughter up there for the oh, first time. Oh, good. Time. Bring the daughter. Bring the daughter. It's like, don't call me daughter. <laughs> Her name is Julietta, like the Alfa Romeo. Is it Julietta? Julietta. Yeah. Oh, I don't, did, I don't think Pretty. I said that before. You said I'm sorry. Julia, which is okay. I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> it's not okay at all. Uh, tomorrow, Breakfast Club up at Newcomb's Ranch. Come join the Mountain family. Uh, next week, we've got Jonathan Hirsch, Ryan Casal, uh, Alfred Hopton, and more Porsche stuff. Paul Kramer from Auto Kennel will be oh, here. So that'll great. be a lot of fun. Cool. cool. Uh, that's it. Have a great weekend, and we will see you guys next week. Yep. Love, everybody. Thank Love you. you guys. I was getting more nervous towards the end, I think.